And if you don't know, now you know. Yo, welcome to the Now You Know Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Carvello, along with... I am Charlie Feta. We are down a man today. We're down a man. R.I.P. to Clem. No, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Normally, you got more people in here. Yeah, there's one more. So we got, there's one we got more a third. Host. Oh, okay. Uh, the Three host. Stooges. <laughs> the, that other voice that you hear today is DJ D'Lo, the legendary DJ oh, D'Lo. let's not do that. Come on. We're not legends. Come Yo, on. You're just, you're just making them feel Cats, cats have shit. seen... Very no, much so. <laughs> cats have seen your name on a poster, too. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. it's misspelled too, sometimes, but... <laughs> D-Lo, uh, how do you get that? It's three letters. I know, and I, man. <laughs> how do D- they misspell it? Oh, W. D- K, guys, w. Some, some, no, sometimes no? I, I've seen it as D-I-L-O. Dillo. And when you glance DJ at Dillo. it, it kind of looks like dildo, and it's like, <laughs> fuck. You're how really I, trying to fuck me right now, I see. Yeah. How are you putting me on like that? So, uh, yeah, man. So, yo, mm. D-Lo, I've known you... And we usually have like a chronological order of questioning, but whatever. Yeah, I've known you for quite a while. Long uh, time. I knew him as a DJ and we got, you know, close because I was going to the events and stuff. But mm. I just want to say this at the beginning. This guy in Dow Jones had mm. one of the hypest like nights. It's the, I think it was Noir. I don't know where it was before Noir, but I remember Noir first. And it was yeah. banging. And I called you yeah. the other day to ask you what that bar was called. <laughs> yeah. And then it moved over to Bar I yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. And me and my crew, RJ, Ricky Ricardo, Agnes, and whoever, you know. Shout out, shout out. We used to go there and have the greatest time on Sundays for like two, I think it ran almost for two summers. Like I know it was like a good. I think, you know, it might have been three years, almost three and a half years. maybe. Right. And then like two of them were yeah. at Bar I for sure. Yeah. Because I can remember well, two summers that was like the move on a Sunday was go to Bar I. I think as far as I can recall, we had close to three years at Noir and then we shifted over to Bar I for like a year and a half or so. Okay. There you go. Noir was so banging. We'll get into this. We're yeah. going to go. We'll definitely get into this, but we got to start at the beginning. <laughs> okay. We got to start at, <laughs> I just wanted to say. Little young d Young oh, D'Lo. Young yeah, D'Lo. I, I, I'm young right now. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Younger D'Lo. <laughs> uh, and uh, so were you born and raised in Winnipeg? Born and raised in Winnipeg. Uh, I'm Elmwood OG, by the Elmwood way. Elmwood OG. Oh, shit. Yeah. He said. That's that's where, I, that's where I grew up on, on Riverton. So where did you go for like school coming up? Well, it's weird, right? Because like, now you got to be in your... Catchment like area, catchment or whatever. Yeah, area, yeah. Right? But back mm-hmm. then, I was like, Nah, it was every for all. You can go wherever you want. So that can kind of gauge as to how how far back I go. But okay, <laughs> I, uh, I I actually my my parents put me in French immersion. Uh, so I took a, a French immersion at uh, Sacré Cœur. Okay, yeah, oh, right sure. around here. But uh, you know, like right now, there's you know, right by uh, HSC, there's a, yep. a Shoppers Drug Mart. Yep. Mm-hmm. I used hey, to be a school, no? That's where I went. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a sign there. There's yeah. a sign that's still yeah. sitting there. That's, that's, that's stone the sign. original stone sign that was that's in the building. Right. And they that's before it was before they tore it down. That's where I went to school. So Sacre was two buildings. It was that old old building and then the one like further down the street. A little bit down the street. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, is yeah. that one still there, the one that's further down the street? Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. They, they renovated it and it's more and that's more, like the field. It ba- yeah. Yeah. Bounders the the back of the shoppers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Uh, it was weird because like the older building had like uh, the uh, the upper elementary grades like four, five, six, mm-hmm. and then kindergarten to like three was in the other building. Mm. Okay. So I started there, then I moved to the older building, which is kind of weird, but nice. Yeah. So yeah, born and raised. So Winnipeg. East East Elmwood, and then going to school pretty much like what West? Is that West End? Is that West End? Is that West Central? Kind of. Yeah. 
Cause I don't it's know like borderlines. I don't know yeah. where the line is. That's that's the thing with like the north end. There's kind of like this square that you can easily like cut out. Well, you yeah. cross over that bridge. You're in the north end now. Yeah, but then the north end kind of quits at McPhillips to True. the river True. to Dufferin Inkster. to Inkster. Mm-hmm. Well, it's technically Carruthers, but nobody. Li- it's Inkster. <laughs> it's Inkster. <laughs> it's Inkster. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. And then uh, when I got to junior high. Definitely was out of my element. I went to River Heights of all places. Oh, okay, nice girls. Uh, yeah, there were a few. There were a few. <laughs> I was the only Filipino kid in the school, though. Damn, you were exotic. BTW. I have the flip side of that that story. You do. So me you coming do. up, I went to St. Edwards. There's literally three white people in my class. Right. Johnny Januzzi, <laughs> Monica, John. and me. Johnny Januzzi. I know he got he got the worst of it because it was like if I was gonna pick on somebody, it was gonna have to be him, right? Like, Johnny Januzzi. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I grew up around Filipinos my whole life. Oh, see, like I, I was, Holy uh, Cross. It was weird, like because um, by that time I moved to a different area, which was like uh, I guess I'm in the border of Garden City, right? Okay. So I could have went to Sisler. I didn't know they had French immersion apparently or whatever. Yo, same thing. I could have. Right. I should have went to Sisler's down the street from yeah. me. Went to Kelvin, dude. And then that's where <laughs> I went after for yeah. high school. I went to Kelvin too. Oh, where? Yeah. So you know, I was, and then that's kind of like when. Like I was, I was still the only Filipino kid, maybe two others, maybe. Mm. And then uh, as my high school years kind of went on, then kind of some other ones started migrating from like Daniel Mack and Sergeant like, Park and all that. You know what? Yeah, yeah all yeah. that. Uh, so, you know, uh, you, might, you know, like Mikhail from uh, the group Bacata back in the yep. day? Him and a bunch of other guys kind of shifted over to Kelvin too. We played ball together and shit. So it was. Yo, a long history of uh, Filipino rappers come from Kelvin, man. Uh, Egg crazy. as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Egg as well, yeah. Crazy. Yo. Crazy. So growing up, though, uh, only child or do you have, do you have I got uh, a sister. You got I got a sister. sister. Older sister, younger sister? Uh, she's younger. younger. She's younger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, it was it was just us two. And uh, we, we, we kind of just uh, did, did what, you know, siblings, you know, usually do. Just beat each other up. Of course. <laughs> as you should. You know, but uh, so so being the older kid, how did you find your music coming up? Your parents? Or? Uh, oh yeah, no, you know what, man? Like, um, my mom really was uh, kind of like my f- really first intro to music. Nothing, nothing crazy or anything. Mm. She used to just sing in like the kitchen or in the bedroom okay. or some shit, right? I'd be playing in the living room. She'd be like knitting or crocheting and just humming some. You know, it could be whatever, like Engelbert Humperdinck, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like the Beatles. Monkeys, I don't know, like classics just, just from that era, from her era, yeah, whatever like the, pop, right? the popular tunes from her era. Yeah, right? she's just chilling, jamming. I remember, yeah, I, I even remember like watching, uh, oh, like the Lawrence Welk show back in the day with my moms, yeah. and like that's kind of like you're you know, dating yourself, D-Lo. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you exactly, <laughs> but you know, I'm dropping hints. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. little gems. If you really want to dig it up, you can, I guess. Yeah. Um, when when do you when do you find, I guess, like hip hop? Oh man, this is kind of funny. I mean, I I like was what grade? I, Paint me the picture. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say grade five. Okay. okay. Grade five ish. Um, even maybe before. Okay, don't no. Hold on. Let me let me bring it back a little bit. Uh, during the summer times, like you know, Filipino parents will kind of like, you know, uh, during summer breaks, we they let your you know grandparents. Their parents watch the kids, right? So mm. I'd stay at my grandparents' house, which actually was also my auntie's house. Like, everybody stayed in this one house mm. until, you know, when they either get married or they, they find another spot, right? So my mm. uncles also lived in, in, my, in my grandparents' house. And 
they were really my my first intro to like dope music um and like because they, they bought all the new tapes okay okay i'm saying tapes <laughs> uh, yo yo there's no there's no discrimination around okay these yo tapes tapes and I have a tape collection we still put bro, out tapes bro, at fourth quarter bro. records i've <laughs> last two last two projects i've put out have not been available on anything else other than digital and mm. cassette tapes good yeah <laughs> fuck it go buy a tape player value village right I, and I, I used to have one i don't know where it is anymore but uh i mean some of the shit was cheesy you mm-hmm. know i mean there was like Obviously, it was like vanilla ice on that on that tape, but I was like, "Yo, this shit's kind of okay." All right, I'm a kid. I didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, you know, and then he had like uh, Prince, and he had like, uh, uh, um, fuck, what else did he have? Um, just some weird eclectic like range. And he had like, uh, you know, the dance mix '90, whatever, the, whatever it is. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he apparently I stole uh, his his uh, Big Daddy Kane tape. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Because he couldn't find it after I was rummaging around his house. I, I, I'm in his room. so. Um, but yeah, I think my uncle, my uncle Rick and my uncle Ed were the ones that kind of like had the, 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 the music that kind of set it off. Okay. Yeah. Did, you, uh, did you rap? Yeah. <laughs> what was your MC name? I didn't have one, really. I just, what I, did, I, did I have an MC name? No, I didn't. This but is a safe place, bro. I, it's safe until until you hit record and transfer and upload and then boom, it's over. It's there forever. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I just want to know how you get like how do you I, how do you get into hip hop like when I got into hip hop I went for yeah for writing right and MCing and that how did like what what got you into into spinning? Oh, into spinning. Um, well, in high school, that's kind of, I didn't really have like turntables per se in high school and shit. I just had the CDs and like, I had a, you know, a, a radio show during my spares, right? Lunchtime, all that, you know, whatever was available. So, um, we were known as the hip hop kids in, in, in high school, right? I mean, I went, there were tons of skater kids too. So hip hop was kind of like accepted, but then there was, I don't know, it was a weird time, man. Like at Kelvin, it was like. Hip hop kids, metal kids, and then everything in between, like whatever. But top forty stuff or whatever. Hip hop. When I was doing my little radio shows, kind of started to. That's when it kind of started to flourish. Um, what kind of stuff were you playing around that time? Would you say? Oh man, just like LL Cool J was doing. Okay. Like, uh, uh, Warren G. Um, you know Snoop. Um, yeah, is it like skateboarding music as well? Like yeah, Beasties. You know, like yeah. that kind of shit. I was definitely a West Coast head when I kind of really got into full swing mm-hmm. you know and then i east coast as soon as biggie dropped and i was just kind of like this is this weird i i wasn't really a down with biggie from the jump oh it's kind of odd right how come oh, i don't know so west coast because Yo, he's, I, I looking, was like, he's, so look, he's looking at you while you're saying <laughs> this i'm sorry b i'm sorry <laughs> i love you now but like yo I was. I, it's not that I didn't like it, but I was like, because I was all about the me- melodic West Coast bounce. I'm like, oh, G funk, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, the G funk. And then Biggie came with that, those hard beats, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, it's dope, but I can't vibe. And then all of a sudden, I kept listening to it, and my cousin, who really was the one that kind of put me on, my cousin Gil, he was like, yo, you gotta check this tape out. He kept feeding me East Coast shit. J Root Damager. He's like, yo, oh, you gotta check this J Root tape out. I'm like, what one. is this? And organized, organized noise. You know, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Feral Mon- Monches group, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, ah, this shit's okay. And then I, I, I more that I, 
force fed me that shit. I was like, oh, okay. I got that head nod shit now. <laughs> so the boom bap came. Oh, man. In, I'm, I'm all about boom bap. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Uh, but yeah, DJing, uh, it's kind of started when I did like a, 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 a couple of school dances. No mixing, though. I really had like two CD players and I just faded volume up volume down two cd players that's all right though you kept the kept the kept the kept vibe the party going. going yeah i thought i was mixing on beat but fuck <laughs> <laughs> yo snare drum bass boom it's all over the place in so retrospect I, you know but hey man the party the, was it, it was good that was with ofield too btw oh O'Field yeah Ofield went to kelvin he was a couple years younger than there's me. a lot of like hip-hop that came from kelvin yo yeah. man and, and odario went to kelvin too and so did dow and like yo man yeah Spits, you know, spits, yeah, man. Those are cats that always come up on the podcast as well. Yeah, you know, it's 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 cool too because when I was like really young, and I mean like when when Heatbag probably just first, I mean we, I don't even think we did our first show. Um, those were the cats that were like, especially for me, like even before I like joined Heatbag when I was just like young and just rapping at high school. Um, those guys were always who you owe. Like, that was what it was. Like, when I would go mm-hmm. to shows, it was, like, mm-hmm. the Dead Indians. It was, like, yes. Deep Cave. And no. everybody forgets, like, the Dead Indian shows, Wob, no. Kenny, and Peanut, they had, like, this crazy thing. And I know Wob's on the politicians, but whatever. I don't care. They had this crazy part of their show where they, they had, it was called the Power Up. Mm. And everybody had a drink with toast to the thing and then smashed the up. drink and then powered up and then they played like whatever. <laughs> oh, crazy. But, I, but that was the same thing. I remember seeing like Bricotta at the, like those same yep. shows. I remember yep. seeing, um, uh, you know, Mood Rough, yep. um, Moonshine Crew. Um, Moonshine, man. Like, I was all that, about Moonshine. They had so many good records. Rups, so many good. Rups is definitely a monster. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> shit was crazy. But um, yeah. So anyways, that yeah. little tangent. Yeah, um, to just to go back to like the the rapping part though, like I just kind of like, you know, you're young and you, like you get your license for the first time, right? You're cruising around with your boys, and then your hip hop is just starting to get in your blood, and you're like, oh shit, I'm feeling this shit, right? So you're just cruising and just like freestyle about the stoplights and <laughs> fucking the dog that just crossed the street and, and yeah what you see man you see it call it out you know yeah i just see and call it out so in high school is bricotta in like the same uh same they, circle? you know what they were they were in because he's cupped me i think maybe one or two years younger too he's the same same years as oldfield um the the majority of bricotta crew was at daniel okay and dude uh yeah they so funny when i was just learning the dj the whole squad came to my parents' basement, um, and they recorded their first mixtape in my basement. No. Damn. Yeah. And I was kind of like, um, I wasn't necessarily um, the wildest kid. I was kind of straight edge. Okay. So I didn't drink, didn't smoke. That's cool, bro. But the guy's like, yo, is that cool if we just uh, spark a thing real quick? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my mom's upstairs, man. Uh, maybe if we go out to the back lane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course, of course. Yeah, so respect the moms. Yeah, you know, they, and you know, like the guys give me a hard time about that yeah. sometimes. It's just, but it's just memories, right? You know, yeah, what I'm saying? of course, so, of course. But yeah, it's weird. I, and I recorded it on a beat up like boombox, you know, and it just had a mic jack in it, mm-hmm. and they just passed this 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 raggedy mic that you could hear your fingers like move across, the, you know, like <laughs> it was so bad, but. It got the job done, and like apparently this tape kept circulating around uh, all the schools. They can't even find it anymore. Somebody has it. But Somebody's probably got a copy of that. 
Yeah. So, you know, that's... you got to copy that holler ass, man. <laughs> Please. Honestly, dude. Like, yeah. Because that's, you know, you definitely want to hear the early stages of everybody's. Of course. Yeah. Know. The growth stage. And like, that's, you know? that's another thing that we were talking to Honeycut not that long ago, talking about how they first figured out how to record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and how they, you know, they didn't even really know what a sampler was. And that's how they do it. They and they were have making one. pause tapes, right? Yeah. So they would pause make get the drums make the loops and that's how they would make the beats they so said like the game changed when they got that four channel uh recorder four you know that just, that just reminded me of something too i had a, a dual tape deck right mm. and i was playing i had like lords of the underground as a tape and i was like and then the other side the recording side had like an auto re- auto reverse button mm. so what i would do i'd play okay so i'm recording the the the, the lords of the underground playing whatever and then I'd hit reverse, and then it played the other side of the tape, and then I hit reverse again, and it played back the other side. So it sounded like I was doubling up. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh like, <laughs> and then I played it back in the in my in my car. I was like, fuck, shit, sounds like I'm on turntables. Right? Like, <laughs> Juggling on tape. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's so, live, man. Yeah. Have you seen that dude that scratches tapes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got like a tape no? set up. No, you didn't see it. No. Yo, it's oh. crazy. He's got like this little tape set up, and he just moves the tape backwards and forwards. And it can well, in theory, it should, it should, you know, same, right? yeah, but same idea. to make same it idea. sound like the you're, yo, like, you know, like a DJ section sound, it sounds, it's, it's mind blowing when you watch it, man. That's what I love, though, the hip hop ingenuity. You know what I mean? Like uh, hearing Honeycutt tell those stories of how they had to figure it out. You guys, like, yo, I got a boombox, I got a mic, let's just figure it's, it out, right? It's, like, it's crazy. And we touched on this with Honeycutt that I even was spoiled because I came up with computers. Mm. My shirt, my first shirt was like Cool Edit Pro. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Cool Edit Pro and the little like white microphone that came with your with your yeah. computer and shit. Um, so hearing stories like that, where it's like, man, like you, it's, it w- wasn't available. No. Never mind if you could get it. You yeah, you yeah. couldn't get it. And nowadays, yeah. all you need is like a laptop. That's yeah, it. It's pretty much. So you need a laptop. You're in the game, right? Like you can make Easy. something of the same quality that's yeah. being put out, right? Like, totally. So that that's what it is. Accessibility is very high right now. So so you so what's the first DJ setup looking like? Like oh, I man. imagine you didn't hop right into two techs and a, and a mean mixer. <sighs> no, uh, I I totally remember it. Like I was working um, at uh, a, a call center, mm. right? And it was uh, I can't remember, but right beside it. Um, oh no, hold on, let, let me backtrack. So we're working at a call center, and then I was looking through the Source magazine. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Right, and in the back. There's those ads. <laughs> oh, Yo, yes. They're right? the best ads. Right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I see these Gemini turntables and yeah. mixers. Like, fuck. I'm like, this is, I hope it's not a scam. Regardless, I like, I, uh, um, I think I might have ordered it through there. I only could afford one turntable and a mixer with like a 12-second sampler built in. Oh. So I got that. And it wasn't a scam. I guess it wasn't. You know, <laughs> it turned I got out it. okay. <laughs> the turntable, um, you know how you, when you touch the record, the, the platter is supposed to continue to spin. <laughs> well, the shit, like I, I touched the record super lightly and it, the whole thing just stopped. Yeah. So I couldn't, you know, manipulate it like I, I and I'm on the learning stage, right? So I'm, I'm getting frustrated. You're like, how do they do it? Like, right? I'm supposed to be able to do this. So I, um, and I only had one turntable with the sampler on the mixer. So what I did was. I sampled the, inst- uh, the instrumental on the vinyl, mm. looped it yep. for 12 seconds. Word, thank you. And then 
mix the exact same song just so I can learn how to beat mix. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just to figure it out. Like, the same beat, you got to be able to do it somehow. So I just matched the snares and I'm like, Finding it finally. so that it starts to loop or to to gel together, yeah. right? And that's how you learn. But beat because, matching, really. But because the table wasn't functioning properly, I, I got to a point where I had the table up in the air, ready to smash it on the wall, like ready, <laughs> ready, ready. <laughs> I went like I, I was in full motion and I stopped, <laughs> like I almost pulled my shoulder. But um, <laughs> it's, it's just true, like guys. imagining Dilo <laughs> like, ah! just rage quitting DJ, <laughs> and there was never a DJ Dilo because he smashed this Gemini turntable, dude. It was fucking so frustrating, man. The crazy thing is that you kept doing it, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing, too. Is yeah. That like, was the moment right there. That's your hip, the ingenuity that comes with it. It's like, like, hold, how many times did you fuck up? How many yeah. times did it, like, you spent an entire night the doing moment, it? The and mo- then you're like, what? Oh, I fucked up. Well, yeah, it's worthless now. Yeah. The moment I remember, because I remember this, too. This jogged my memory. Um, this is crazy. Like, the <laughs> moment I, I wanted, I knew I wanted to get on turntables I just got I just turned 18. I'm going to this uh, this party that uh, you guys remember Dr. Shock? Oh my god. Oh, right? Yo, so, yo, fuck him. <laughs> Damn. No, fuck him. <laughs> All right. I, I I you know what? I can't say nothing because he was one of my influences. I I just I, I you know, I'm I, taking I'm, nothing away from his ability yeah. or his talent yeah. or his ear for music, but fuck him. Okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll tell the backstory when he's finished. Yeah, <laughs> I'd right. love to hear it. Because I just bumped into Frank. Oh, remember Frank? Yep. From Flavor? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we got something we can go on. Anyways, <laughs> Dr. Shock. Okay, yeah. A positive so he, Dr. Shock note. Well, yeah, no, it's just because he threw a party, right? Mm. And um, it was at the, the Delta, and it was Ooh. supposed to be Mace and Diddy. Damn. So. I'm like, me and my boy are like, yeah, I got to go. I'm like an 18-year-old kid. I'm like, I got to go. I went at like 8, eight o'clock. They, they weren't even set up yet. I'm sitting there in an empty room on the floor waiting for them to set up, whatever. Fast forward through the night. They, there's no Mace, no Diddy. <laughs> Classic Dr. Shock. <laughs> uh, but there was this DJ called DJ Red Alert Wow. that oh. showed up. Damn. Oh, just DJ Red Alert. Just DJ Red Alert. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Red Alert is fucking a pioneer in this hip hop thing. What was his infamous, the at the Latin Gardens uh, in New York? Well, he had, a, he had a radio show for a long time. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I mean, one of the pioneers of hip hop. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I like, just, had a radio show through the Illest Party. Like, he was one of the first cats. I watched a thing on, like, KRS and, like, Scholar Rock, and they were, yeah. it was, they were talking about, like, his night. You couldn't get him at the radio station, but, but it was, you, had, it was, you had to show up. If you showed up at his night oh, early, you know what I mean? If you caught him, like, coming yeah. in, bring, carrying his crates or whoever's carrying his, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was, like, the time to be like, take this. But this, this. Yeah, and this was a dude that was breaking, right? Like, he, he was one of the first guys to have a hip-hop radio show mm-hmm. in, not I would say, New York, but really, at that time, it's in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, so him and Stretch you, and Bobbito, like, those two guys were, yeah. like... You know what's crazy? That documentary. Did yeah. you see the Stretch and Bobbito documentary? Yeah, yeah. It's bugged out that that is a was a college show, yeah. and it's got yeah. the most listened to or viewed thing ever because on, it was on indie radio and with with Big L's uh, Big L's freestyle. You couldn't you couldn't hear it at the time, man. And mm-hmm. was just it was such a fucking big movement that you know, and it, it, college radio was the only one that was embracing it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And then finally, then the, you know, the mainstream saw money in it or whatever. Yo, so we kind of went off topic, but mm. DJ Red Alert shows up. That's that's yeah, a good consolation to, I mean, prize. That, yeah, it's a decent consolation prize. For me, do you, do you really know who he is at that point? I, I, you just at, know at that he's point, an ill DJ, right? Yeah, I'm like, okay, he's cool. But what got me was that he was mixing, and then his, his feedback started happening, and then I guess the the uh, ground wire was out. So he's mm. he's mixing two songs, like literally beat mixing it, and he's fixing this ground wire, with, and he's mixing with one hand. And I'm standing there like a kid right in the front row. I'm like, holy fuck, he's mixing and fixing at the same time. <laughs> and then, uh, at that moment, I was like, I'm buying turntables. And I saved up like a couple paychecks. Hit the Source magazine. <laughs> Back of the Source magazine. Shit. Yeah, man. So then that's that's where it started, really. And that's how you get started. So do you uh, getting started, sh- starting to show people, because you spend, I imagine... A ton of time in your basement, figuring it oh, out yeah. for the last little while. Oh, and yeah. then, so now, where do you start? Uh, house parties? Um, okay, so here's how uh, it kind of uh, evolved, really. I'm still in the basement just practicing, right? Making tapes and just listening over and just kind of pick, picking myself apart, whatever. Yeah, right? of course. Um, I'm watching, like, Qbert tapes. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you could buy the VHS. It was I VHS. Think, uh, Individual uh, scratch pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Cutdown has, like, a DJ Qbert mixer. Oh, oh yeah. Like, from Qbert. Yeah. Yo, really? Yeah. Like his he owned it? Like yeah, I think he like bought Hubert? it from him and it's signed. <laughs> Shit. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. We man. don't fact check yeah, too heavy, the, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we don't yeah. The, the I remember meeting him. Sport. There was there was a spot uh underneath um it was down the street here. It used to be oh man, uh underneath that co- coffee spot in the corner of Mont yeah. Dragon and yeah, 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 there. We played our first show there. <sighs> I don't remember what it was, but Qbert and uh, Shortcut were do- were doing a show down there, and I was like, I was like, I was like fanboying like crazy. Yeah, like, this is fucking the guys I studied with. Anyway, I uh, was working at this tel- uh, telemarketing spot, and this DJ <coughs> by the name of DJ Fresh. Mm, rest in peace, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, he worked there too at the time. I saw him putting up flyers in the lunchroom and shit. I'm like, man, I really love to get his opinion on how my mixing is you know just just to improve right yeah yeah mm-hmm, i wasn't mm-hmm. looking to play yeah, in the building stage yeah i was just like i just want constructive criticism right because I uh, i don't know anybody else that's really doing it mm-hmm. right um so i i hit him up on the at the lunchroom like hey man do you mind listening to my tape and just tell me if, I, if i'm doing shit right and he's like yeah cool man and then he listens to it and then the next day he's like yo i got a wednesday at iceworks cabaret um I want you to come and spin with me. I'm like, no, I don't think so, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not ready. You're like, thanks, <laughs> like, but no I thanks. just gave you this. Like, yeah. Tell me what to do a couple times. Let me practice. Then maybe no. we can talk about it. So, yeah, I, told, I said, no, I'm not ready, man. He's like, yeah, you are, man. I'm like, no. Did you listen to my tape? And he's like, yeah. I, I listened to it, man. You're good. No. Okay. And he's like, just, you know, continuously on me about it. I'm like, okay, well, here. If you can listen to me in person... And like I invited him to my mom's place, yeah, my yeah. parents' place. And like, listen to me, let me know your honest opinion, and then if you say it's because they're saying the tape, this is live. Yeah, this, this is, is now not live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he comes over, um, and I just start digging records and just playing. Right. Ten minutes goes by. He's like, "Okay, stop it. You're good. You're coming. <laughs> me. You're, you're you're opening next week." I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> so then, I, then that's my first. At, at Iceworks Cabaret. Iceworks Cabaret. Where's this at? Uh, so you, it's now, okay, so it evolved into uh, the gallery and then Fat Daddies. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then now it's fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Was well, fat, well, well, no, no, sort no. Of. Fat Daddy's was the kind corner. Of. It was like in the area. Yeah. Yeah, it's in that uh, neighborhood. Because it's now a condo, actually, now. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's that same area. Yeah. Block. Where yeah. you would wind up later. Just above, right? Uh, With the radio oh, station? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Down the street. A little, for, a little foreshadowing, your first yeah. gig. Hold up. And the, I, I got to say it because <laughs> it's crazy that you bring up shock because mm. I just bumped into Frank at the oh. coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And Frank walks in and Avi's like, yo, Frank. And I was like, oh, and then I hear his voice. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I turn yeah, around. Yeah, maybe a little, a little. Uh, Frank a little was background. the, what was the, what was the station number? PD, right? Flavor. Uh, Flavor 107. Flavor 107.9. Yeah. Flavor 107.9 was essentially Winnipeg's first hip hop real radio station. Yep. Yeah. Right. They had so, they, the, the, the morning show was Frank, uh, Ron Williams and CP. And Ron Williams and CP. CP was a baseball player. Yeah, uh, was it I think baseball he, or football. Uh, yeah, Ron Williams played football. Oh, you're right. Uh, and they were friends with, aka Fat Daddies Eddie Blake, Blake uh, who's yeah. infamous in Winnipeg. Holy, we're man, not saying this we're not saying nothing more. So many <laughs> yeah, memories. Nothing, yeah, nothing more. Down I was, I was, I was like 16, 17. Oh. Like I was 16 years old, 17 when Flavor was popping because I was in, I was in West Kildonan High School. And I remember leaving on my lunch to go battle there because they had those the battles. Yeah. And I beat Smitty, Cypher, Helen Back, and two dudes that I can't remember. Is this battle on air? This was it was recorded. Yeah. You had to go there and spit it, and they would give you like three tries. And was it like this Freestyle Friday thing? It was like yeah, the Freestyle yeah, Friday yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, and Doctor Shock was the other member of that morning show. So Frank, Doctor Shock, and Doctor Shock was kind of like the live. It was a pretty cool thing because they had Frank who was like the traditional radio, radio voice yep. and yeah. then you had ron and cp who were hilarious yep. very boisterous color commentary color commentary kind of. and you had shock that was like hip-hop news the and mix. the dj yeah. the yep. mix right so it was pretty dope so i i did that freestyle battle thing whatever i won my grand the grand should have they retired me a champ no one else did <laughs> i'm just saying uh and the, the 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 my my trophy was uh and Ah, three. You got signed to Rough Riders like Jin? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wish. Uh, my thing was, it was like three recording sessions at a professional studio. Uh, tickets. You remember Bless? That was uh, Guru's artist. The, the yes. white Jewish MC he that played, was signed to Def Jam. Yeah. He, yes. he played, <laughs> yeah. I have his vinyl. I think, and I think he's in the Def he's Jam fighting game. He's in the Def Jam game. Get, yeah. game. Yeah, that's the only uh, reason why I know. So he played at what's right here now. What was called Empire at the time. Yep. And da-da-da. So anyways... I get this thing, and me, and, and then the whole time that this this five weeks, six weeks is going down, that I'm doing this. Doctor Shock's kind of like, "Yo, man, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm gonna show you how shit. I'm gonna get you on records, da 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 da." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, "Yeah, word, yeah, absolutely. You're the DJ of the morning show of the hip hop. So yeah, fuck. Yeah, this yeah. is. I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, this is the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. This is how it works. Yeah. So I get the three hours. Frank gives me money. And sends me to actually what ended up being me and Rup Studio, Rup Studio, and then my me and Rup Studio at um, Osborne. Osborne on top of the Toad. Yep. There was always been a studio there, and it was ran by you remember a Casanova. Yep. Or, okay, so it was his studio. Yep. I go there, I get three sessions, all good, right? Shock. I I go to bring the 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 CDs to show shock and everybody at the radio station. Cause I was family up there. Like me and Ron and CP yeah. became good friends. Mm-hmm. Like they used to take me, they'll get me in the club and shit. I remember like being like 17 drinking with like uh-huh. Milt Stiegel and like all these dudes and Milt well, Stiegel. whatever. We might have to blur out the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Beep. 
Because <laughs> he's, a, he's a legend. Yo, but yeah. Whatever. He's got a street now. So Shock tells me, yo, this is so dope. Everyone's like, yo, this is dope. And Shock goes, yo, keep going. I'll pay for it. Like, keep going to the studio. I'll uh, talk okay. to Casanova. Cro- Crossanova. 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 And so, yeah, I keep going. Right. Wow. So, so now I got, now I got uh, probably like five songs done. Like, yeah. And that's quite a few sessions for at the time. It's a lot. Crossing over. So I go to get the mix. I'm like, yo, Cross, man, can I can I get yes. these? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to listen to them in the car. And he's like, no, I'm not burning you anything until I get paid. And I was like, oh, well, I thought Shock was taking care of it. And he's like, nah, Shock didn't say that. And I was like, oh, word. So I'm doing my one-two thing. I got a little bit of bucks. So I'm like, all right, cool. What's owed? And he, I explain it to him. And he goes, yeah, he gives me a good deal. Yeah. And I take care of it and I get the songs. Well, that's good. At this time, Shock is now on very thin ice at Flava, and you can tell the ship is kind of going down. And fucking, he straight up gyps me. And I was like 17 at the time in high school, and I think I ended up. It was almost a thousand bucks back then. Like it was almost. It was almost a significant. uh, That's a lot of money. That was a lot of money at the time, and it was just the fact that he dipped. And then when I caught up with him, I caught up with him three or four years later, and I wasn't the young. High school sweetheart, <laughs> impressionable youth that yeah. you once were, and we had we had some we had some words, and he quickly left the building. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. So, Doctor Shock, shock and, I, and I heard you're I heard you're still around the city. So, if you're listening, come, <laughs> come holler at me for that Gino real quick. We can make it all good. <laughs> Settle but, up. Uh, I'm really Settle happy. Up. I'm really happy though. On a positive, I'm really happy that Doctor Shock played uh, a role, albeit small. In making sure that DJ Dilo became yeah, okay. the prolific Winnipeg DJ that he is, and that he had, everybody like, still did. is. It's the, it was not just him. It was just no, everybody. Every DJ in the scene, I was studying no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was kind of weird. Like I would literally go to the club, whoever was playing, whether it be Shock, whether it be Finesse, whether it be DJ Swift, who was my favorite DJ at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, anybody, you know, like any any of those old school guys, I'd be like right on the front watching their hands like what are they doing with the left hand what are they doing with the right hand crossfitter comes in when like their headphones are positioned how you know like you want, how, you want where, the details where, well because like fuck. technique i didn't not, yeah i just wanted to know how to do it properly and like yeah. take bits and pieces of what they're doing and kind of just make my own shit mm-hmm. you know so i mean uh, yeah, man. So that's I just kept going to to, to spots and just kind of like listening. And I, I studied what they chose at what time, as far as song selection and all that kind You're of. You're also thing. that's what's really cool about you is that you have respect and ability in the technical aspect of being a DJ in the sense of like you know DM, like DM. You know what I mean? I'm just I, I I'm not I, a DJ, but I'm saying, but I'm saying yeah, I've seen you, you the at I've seen you at scratchers. I've seen you and what you've said now. The like you know what I mean? By but far, you I'm, can run a party though. Like is something that. Some of those DJs can't do. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of them. A yeah. lot of the super technical DJs maybe can't rock a party, and I would say that's probably. And I can't. I can't ba- scratch battle at all. Yeah, I got basics like basics. Yeah, yeah. you got some, but that allows you to. You know. for 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 someone like me that likes to go, and I pay attention to the DJ until I'm too yeah. drunk to not to. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not like the, those guys. Like like uh, I don't know, uh, Res One and like uh, Ill J Two. I saw. I saw guys. Brace at uh, Brace. D- I saw, I saw Holy <laughs> shit. the scratcher at that uh, DJ Cutdown's Vapor Mill. I think yes. it was yes. two winters ago now. And Cutdown too. Holy. Man. Oh, well, Cutdown's an animal. Yeah. And like, lo- same with uh, Neil. Yeah. Um, oh, dude. Like, they're like, it's crazy. Like, you wouldn't even, some of the dudes that were showing up the scratcher, I'm like, who are you? And they're just yeah. like, like, crazy with it. But Brace is super, super technical, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but 
Um, yeah, I used to love those DMCs back in the day. Like, shout to Hypnotic for bringing them in. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. He was the guy wow. that kind of spearheaded the DMCs and the B-Boy battles wow. here. Yeah, Dude, man. At, at Cloud Nine, <laughs> oh at the Cloud Avenue. At the Avenue, yeah. Yo, and the DJ, drink. The, yeah, the drink. DJ Grasshopper. Yo, fuck, man. Oh, These guys were crazy. unbelievable. And, like, I, I could never get to that level, but I respect it. And I, but you, like, so when are you rocking parties now? Where, where at? Where was it called? What was the first venue called? Iceworks. 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 So, yeah. so where does it go, like, now we're, we're, we're partying now? Well, okay, so I'm still, I'm still getting used to playing in front of people, yeah. by the way. So what I used to do, because I had stage fright like crazy, and I didn't talk on the mic. Like, yeah. believe it or not, like, I, <laughs> I, I got to talk for days now, but, like, yo, I was, like, not touching the mic, with the, whatever. I got nervous as fuck. And in that era, there was a lot of work in the mic, right? There like, is. There was. To rock the party, right? So to get used to... Like playing in front of people. This is my first time. I'm like, I took my sister's stuffed animals. Okay. I, I laid them in front of my turntables, like where I would practice. Yeah. Just so I can get used to eyes looking at my looking at me while I'm playing. And not get distracted. And, yeah, yeah. And then just not get nervous. Okay. Mm. You know, like my heart's I'm I'm feeling like heat coming up my chest down to my throat. I'm like I'm freaking out all the time. And then like so then that kind of helped me when I'm as people like, playing in front of crowds and getting to start dancing and shit. So, um, Iceworks, I opened up and then I got booed for the first time there. <laughs> I totally remember it. It's like, it's like doing stand up comedy though, right? Like, well, yeah. Yeah. You're in man. front of people, right? Like, yeah. You can bomb as a DJ and you need to bomb as a DJ. Yeah. You have to, that's this, you have to do There's it. nothing like playing that song and it just clears the dance floor. Yeah. And, and it's weird. Sh- and you like, the worst is when you like that song. Yep. And it, <laughs> and it and clears like, the dance only, floor. You're like, yep. you just question your whole being. You know what I mean? You're like, like, do I have bad taste in music? <laughs> like, damn. You know, I and like this one was hard. <laughs> so, cause th- I was playing, um, I remember, I remember how this happened to you. Remember Julie Black? Oh God. I was playing, uh, Rallying by Julie. Classic. And now, baby. Yeah, right? So, dance force banging. Dudes banging the banging the wall. Because they love that Canadian shit back then, too, right? Yo, it was popping. That Cardinal, you know, that, that, that whole way. That was Sound Crew. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, all, yeah. all that shit. Ghetto, uh, Ghetto Concept. Yep. Like, yo, man, that yep. was a that was a movement. That was a run. Shout out to Ghetto Concept. They're yeah. fucking OG in wow. Toronto. Yeah. OG. Yeah. Big Ting Iguan over there. And so I'm draw- I played, I played it right, and everybody's just jumping off to it. And then it was sort of a high BPM, and I was like, you know, I took pride in my mixing, right? So yep. I was like, okay, uh, the only other song that I have in my crate that is close to this this speed was uh, Tupac Changes, mm. and so I mixed it in, blended it pretty good, and then next thing I know, I hear these boos from the <laughs> corner. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Wow, what did I do? You're like, no, this changes. This is Tupac, guys. You know, you know? Yeah, but you're trying to play like a the Fili- The Filipinos right? were liking it, but yeah. then <laughs> the Jamaicans in the corner were like, Rust, and like, like, you're about to throw a drink at me. I'm like, what the fuck, man? But hey, I had to do it. I, I didn't do that mix again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter how mean the mix is. If you get that response, it's like, all right, man. You know, I hear you. So up and coming DJs, man, you got to get booed no matter what. Oh, yeah. How? Uh, so, OK, then let's let's do this. What's your first branded? Like, when's DJ D'Lo the one doing the parties? Like, when is it getting into the, like? Oh, weird. OK, um, I'm going to say my first real solo kind of break as DJing. Bartalia. OK. Yeah. 
like Bartalia before the renovations, like with that bar in the middle, it was not like that at all. It was a two level kind of spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, it's way different. Yeah. And that was my first, I don't know how, who, who opened that door for me? I don't know. I can't recall, but it was like a Friday night and I was, this is the only spot I can really kind of just play dope shit, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, you know, I kind of mixed it up. I played some funk. I played some like, you know, a little bit of Prince, a little bit of Michael Jackson, whatever. But eventually as the night progressed, I would, hip hop was just the biggest requested shit there, obviously. And that's what my R&B and hip hop back then I was kind of a big R&B head too, though, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And what's weird is that same night, it was a Friday night, lined out the door early, early. I'm talking like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Damn. But Popping. down the street in Osborne Village at the Free House, Ofield, and then eventually Spitz Dig, a.k.a. Dow, jumped on. And they had their Friday night of Free House popping also, like lined down the street too. So two nights of hip-hop. Close proximity. Yeah. We're playing. Yeah, all that's like, that's like, what, 10 minute walk? Yeah. Essentially the same shit. You know, I mean, different. Obviously, we put our own spins on it. Yeah, but yeah like, of course. But I mean, how many hot songs of the era are you, you know what I mean? There's yeah. only so much to choose from, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and, and like Bartalia for my crowd was mainly Asian at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you play I Drew Hill. Oh, of course I played. Drew Hill. <laughs> of course I played Drew Hill. I was at that nineties. Well, when okay, I got, when Cisco came out. I got oh, I got one for that was you. Funny. I could see like, dude, it was. I was like, oh my god. But he he didn't doesn't it didn't look like he missed a step. Bruh, really. when he did the 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 one handed somersault mm, thing while yeah. still singing, I was like, okay. And then he kept doing the stomp from the thong song thing. When he, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, man. Shame. The most hurtful thing he said though was like, look out for my new music. Oh, and I was like, no, oh. we're not. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry. Yeah, there's cats that are doing these legacy tours trying to play new new stuff. It's like, yo. Vanilla Ice only played new stuff. It was horrible. It was so weird. No, I didn't like it at all. Damn. You know, like, everybody came there to hear what they remember. Of course. Yeah. You, you know, gotta know the crowd you're playing. Like, You know, and like, when he added that EDM shit and that oh. fucking rock shit. <laughs> the weirdest thing. It's so weird, yo. Did you also <laughs> notice that between uh, two live crew... Hmm. And Vanilla Ice, right? No, Cisco. Sorry, between Cisco and Tula, and be, before when Cisco ended, and the DJ was playing records. Yeah. To did you notice how it was all <laughs> like Leonard Skinnerd, uh oh. Bon Jovi? Yeah. It was. I'm not even. I remember. I heard it, it out was, in the lobby. It was kind of like I was standing there on the floor, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Does it, here? Okay, this is a question though. Does did it work with the crowd? I guess because they knew Vanilla Ice was gonna start playing, like, because I, I know I know what I know what they did too. I mean, and that's probably just the promoters um, saying like, okay, we got an all hip hop lineup here. I felt like I was at a social, so, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you got to play. It's it's a '90s party. There's gonna be an eclectic type of crowd. You're gonna have 44 yeah. year old. It's know. like playing a social. You got to play a oh, couple totally weird is. ones, right? Like. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. He went the whole night without doing it before that. Yeah. (laughs) There was plenty of music to play. That's funny. That's (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything more than that, man. Okay, I got one for you, though. Do you have a, do you, did you have a go-to song that was like, wouldn't be most people's first choice, but like, you liked it, it always worked for you. Yeah, I mean. Like back then? 
Yeah, in the, in that in those time in that era. Uh, that I I just remember that the the official party starter was always next too close. Oh yeah, always. Yeah. No matter what, it was that that and ghetto superstar. Okay. You know, and not not necessarily that I wanted to play these songs, but it's like the crowd that always would come out. I knew. That's, yeah, that's their. You shit. don't play that. It's an easy pop, right? Yeah, like, if yeah. You play uh, one that that messes up. Maybe you pop, you put that in to <laughs> get them back. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, when you're working, you're asked to get this dance floor going. Mm-hmm. You'll pull whatever you can. Yeah. To get them on, and then once you have their confidence, you know, after like maybe like six, seven songs, yeah, then you could start to like be like, okay, let's try this, let's try that, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, but that's when you get a little bit of. Uh, I guess the the crowd's buying in, so they're giving you a little bit more exactly freedom, what, right? That's that's what you need to do. Is you you know you they gotta they gotta f- trust you, yeah, that you're gonna make their night worth it. That I came out, you know, I got work tomorrow morning, whatever the fuck it may be, but I'm here to party. Make it so worth you make, it. Make sure I'm here to party. So you know, you eventually learn to get that learning curve, and you're like, okay, well, I know this works for this type of person, this kind of crowd, and so I'll start off with this, and then let's just build. Is there a little bit of psychology, would you say, totally. being a DJ? It's you you, you got to read a crowd, you, right? You it's all psychology, man. Yeah. It's, it is, for real. Like, I wish people could see what the fuck's going on in a DJ's mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to look at someone and be like, what will you dance to? Yeah, <laughs> you got to like really pin them quick, right? Like, and it's quick. Yeah, you have literally seconds to be like, okay, you scan the crowd. All right, there's some girls. All right, there, some of them are... You know, Asians, some of them are Jamaican, some of them are whatever. Okay, I think I kind of know what they think. But then there's some hardcore hardcore dudes in the back that... The Gs. Know, like, fuck, what am I going to do? I don't want to look like a pussy playing this shit. <laughs> and, then, and then... And what am I going to get them into, too? Yeah. So, you know, but hey, I my strategy was always to do what it takes to get the dance floor first. Yeah. Satisfy the dance floor first. Absolutely, and because no matter what, dudes need they, they want to see girls. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you go to the club, yeah, I if will, you go to the club. If you I get will the girls hold, I was that dude that would hold up the corner, mm-hmm. and not because I wasn't enjoying your music, just because I was looking at girls. Well, there you go. And I can't Great. dance, so that was like, <laughs> that was your move. <laughs> that was my move. Okay, yeah, you just wait till they, you just like <laughs> wait till they get pick a drink. Them off, <laughs> pick them off as they go to get a that drink. That sounds real. You were the you were bad. That sounds real bad. You were the guy that would make me. Like, just fucking scratch my head. Be like, what the fuck do I got to do to make this guy <laughs> snap his neck to something? Just give me a something. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's a complete uh, psychology thing, man. It's so weird. Like, um, and then it's like a cho- – here's – this is not how I always explain it to people. It's like it's a choose-your-own-adventure book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, ch- you, you, you finally get this dance for you, whatever track you got. Now what? Am I taking a left, taking a right, going up, going down? What am I doing? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to lo- – I worked my ass off to get these people on there, and now – Okay, now I, I can't fucking lose it. Yeah. So now this is where you know have to know have to know your arsenal and your crates. Yeah. Where this track is because you only have a couple seconds to really find it, and then like, um, you know, and then again, it just now you have to find another branch. Which way do you go? You know, and then your story begins from there, man. Do you find that uh, being a DJ and a- actually having to build a crate? Because nowadays you got kids that grew up strictly digital, DJing strictly digital, right? Yeah. Never had to build a crate because with a crate, <coughs> when you when you're building a crate for vinyl, it's there's a finite amount of stuff you have. You have yep. what you brought. Oh, when right? I stuff my crates, <laughs> I stuff. <laughs> you I have stuff what you brought. Them. I stuff. So them. in this day and age, though, you're not. You don't really. You have everything. 
You know what I mean? You have access to everything. And if you yeah. don't have it now, you've got the Wi-Fi password and you might be able to get it real quick, right? Yeah. So uh, do you think that having to build those crates helped you yes. in, in like knowing which ones are like perennials? You yes. know what I mean? Yes, completely, 100%. Uh, I feel like spinning records when I see someone like, uh, like whatever I, when you see like just recently, I'm saying like Honeycutt and co-op when they do like the 45 party or whatever, mm. it's just like, I'm like, damn, like <laughs> people don't realize Serato looks like a really big upgrade to that system. When I look at it, like I, re I have respect for the old school as always, but just like seeing that I'm like, wow, like yeah, man. this was a different game. Honeycutt. This was a different game when you guys were dealing with strictly what you brought. Yeah, and people don't realize the, how many hours of prep before your show mm. or your gig or whatever went into that. Because I mean, yeah, you can still prep now. You go in your your record pool or whatever MP3 pool, scan uh, and listen whatever and download it. Right, put it in your file folder. You're good to go. Fuck, man! I remember when I had gigs, I'd like clear out a space on on the floor. Going through all of my records, because I, okay, what kind of, first of all, you sit down and you're like, okay, what kind of party is this? It's a Friday night, so I mean, I need bangers. Okay, what slot am I playing? I'm, if, I op if I'm opening and I'm doing a late set, so I need something for my opening and then something for my late set. And then I literally sift through my records and then I make piles. Okay, this is a low BPM. This is a mid. This is a high. This is openings, opening set. This is uh, prime time. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that's how I, uh, uh, you know, organize my crates. And now that's probably pulled over into Serato. Yeah, now it's just drag and drop. Drag and drop, yeah. But this, physically sh this physical shit was like, it was a different story. Because now you carry these crates. That was always the thing, too, is you had to carry all that shit. That shit's heavy. <sighs> it's fucked. Did you have, do you have crate kids? Uh, crate, what, like, like, like one or two cats to help you, yeah? Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was a, I was a crate kid. <laughs> Uh, another dude, other than Fresh, because I, I, I always, um, I, I, I give Fresh all the credit for starting me off, because he did. Mm -hmm. But another guy um, that really kind of, like, helped me uh, learn the club game a little bit, just, just seeing it firsthand, yeah. and, and, and the records and all that shit was uh, DJ Despair. Uh, he he kind of, like, also saw, came to, I, he just saw me around the scene. He's like, yo, I want you to kind of, like, Come play with me at certain certain things. I'm like, okay. So I end up, you know, just kind of uh, tagging along, carrying the crates, carrying the tables, and then I'd get my opportunities to play a set here and there, and then yeah, soak up game just by watching. Yeah, because it's like you said, you got to watch a crowd, you got to learn what works. Yeah, and you and some nights something that might work might not work in a different room as well, right? Like, oh, you know, yeah, different, different, different clubs. I can remember. Especially back then. And I mean, I don't mean to say, it's just because I'm not in the club scene now. I'm sure it still exists. But there was certain vibes to yeah. different clubs. Like, oh, yeah. You went to Empire, say, and it was like, you know. Uh, top 40. Bougie, yeah, top 40. A lot bougie. of bougie people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's fine. That's when I put my nice shirt on and I went out. And then there was, <coughs> excuse me. And then there was those nights that you, like, were right. They were in the basement spot. They were in the spot that was like, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to wear my Carhartt hoodie. I can wear my black Jordans. I can, you yeah. know what I mean? I can not really worry about, like, I would, you could, and there was, a, I love, I liked, there was things of both venues that I liked, yeah. but it's crazy when you're talking about, like, you asked him about psychology, you brought that up, it's like, 
you can only gain that with experience. Yeah. You had to, so you had to get, like yeah. you said, you had to get booed. You had to play the weird crowd, and you're like, what the fuck is going to work on y'all? And then when you find it, you're like, okay. Yeah. So next time I bump into a group of you weirdos, <laughs> this yep. is where I go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll know? never forget. Me and Steve were playing a party for my like a cousin's 18th birthday, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you guys know how to DJ, right? Y'all can do this, right? And it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, so sure. We, <laughs> so we go, we do it. And we're just, it's like still warm up time. You know, it's early on in the night and we put on like Nelly Houghton here. And these are 18 year old kids at whatever the yeah. time was. Yeah. And we thought this is an old song. This is a song we know. And they start going off like this is a jam to them. And really? Me and Steve look at each other like, yo, let's pull everything from that era. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> everything from that era is now going to the late set. That's all prime time music yep. right now. Right? That's, like, how, that's, that's how, <laughs> that's, that's what a woke DJ does, man. Like you, you read it. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I believe. No, no, I'm, just, I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. I'm laughing because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny to just you see that moment. You're like, uh, I, uh, Usher. Uh, what, you know what I mean? Yo, Chingy, pull that. They're, they're, this is gonna work with this crowd now. These off songs. That, that's like, the beauty of it, wonders, though. Right? You know what I mean? Like, fuck, I hate seeing these DJs that just tunnel vision, head down. Okay, I know this song. I don't. I'm just gonna stay in this lane. And then like, you're not even paying attention because when you drop a song, you gotta look up. And be like, do they feel it or not? Or if you just if you just drop it and you're like, okay, next song, then you're not you're you're better off just playing Spotify, man. Make a playlist. Yeah. <laughs> just so. make a playlist. There's gotta be room for movement, right? Like and and like you said, as much as you're sitting on your 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 bedroom floor beforehand sorting out this is this, this is that, this is this. But once you get there, yeah, all of that could be out the window. It could completely, <laughs> you but you I mean? gotta that the, the <laughs> thing was you don't have the option at that no, point. You once don't. your you crates are your crate, yeah. yeah. Once you drop those crates on the floor, they're fucking. That's you got to work You're with set. that shit. You're set. You know, and we never. Well, at least I never. I I, I took pride in trying not to play songs twice in a night. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, once I played it, I played it. That's it. You're done. You're not coming back out that crate now. Yeah. You know, so then you have to learn how to time it properly. Like, do I want to use this now or save it? For later. That's like playing like Busted Dos or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the cards, man. You got the cards you have. Yeah. You never know where you're gonna play those. But so yeah. Speaking of of of, uh, of club nights and all these different clubs, do you have do you have some favorites? Cause you've I would say well, like as much as like you see Honeycut and Co Oh, is that his top five? Uh oh, yo, that's interesting. That's your top five. Uh, yo, that, okay, okay, okay. That is but hold yeah. on, hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> so I, I like we were talking to Honeycut and Honeycut and Co-op, their thing was maybe not so much uh weeklies or club nights. Yep. They were doing like parties and they would just curate these parties and do those events. But yep. I would say you were more in that in eras past. Yeah. Now you're now you're throwing some some really great nights. Yeah, oh you yeah. Know what I mean, you know. But that's kind of how the scene has evolved into these these theme nights, right? Yeah. But in that time, you were, you played a lot of the great clubs. You were playing in, I mean, Republic in Noir. We were yeah. talking about like all these different places. Do you have a top five? Yeah, I want to hear that your top five <laughs> of like club, whatever the peak eras oh, that you were playing shit. in. What, what are you? No, they, no particular. They don't, they don't order. have to have party names, but we know it was like Republic on a Saturday. Oh, you know what I mean? Like there yeah, was those yeah. there was those nights. Okay. So, number one's got to be Noir. Okay. Yep. I, I can't. When Russell can't Peters came there, Russell what, Peters. What was Noir? Bad Ru Noir was in the basement. Is where Little Sister Coffee is. Oh. And, and Chuckleberry. So and those Chuckle two together. Those two were together. And then gotcha. there was up the stairs. They in during the summertime they had a patio. Mm -hmm. It was yep. real small in there. Yeah. Crazy. They, it was so small that they used to play in this weird kind of like dead zone by the bar. There's like this weird yep. little L. Yep. So they just made a really good call. And they're like, well, we'll fuck this. 
take up floor space we'll play right here yep. and like they were kind of like backs outside because it kind of had like open door gotcha. type thing gotcha. yeah but when russell peters came there with uh starting from scratch and spin and bad, spin bad. Mm-hmm. and i was fucking just there yeah. i was just i was just like hanging out hanging i was always going to that it was the craziest place it was just like you russell hear, peters can jam jam yeah. and and it was crazy to see you and dow and just be like yeah like and he, i remember there was like a point where like like I, I think he was like, "Yo, go ahead," and you guys were like, "Nah, man!" Like, what you are you talking this. about, dude? Spin bad and starting from scratch are like badass DJs, badass. And he, he pays them enough to go on, like you know, play the crowd for I don't know, twenty minutes a night. Yeah, but well deserved though. Like they put in, they're the they're incredible, work. they're incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has a that's a cool aspect to Russell Peters yeah. show is that they have a warm up set and it's fucking lit. And like, like there's there's a video of like Russell Peters. He had. Like a, a room set up in his basement, like three, four turntables. He's, he's a real like, and he's a real DJ nerd too. Like yep. when he was on the first couple of Rogan ones, like way back, way before Rogan kind of blew up. Off. Um, he was on there and he was talking. To, I think he was. I don't know if he was with uh, who was married to Kat Von D. Um, he's from Canada. Oh, he's like an EDM DJ. I can't remember what the fuck his name is right now. Uh, but oh. he was. I can't remember who it is. He was married to Kat Von D though. I know that for okay. a fact. He was on the podcast I think with him, and he was like. I kind of having like a little bit of like, yo, like, how are you playing a set and your hands are in the air? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like, Russell Peters, like, if a, you're a DJ, a how, how are you doing this? Yeah. yeah. But even if you're not with Scratchy, even if you're just running a party from yeah, crates yeah. and vinyl, how do you have time to do this? Don't, you literally don't, though. <laughs> like, isn't Which how you then make a living? begs the question did you fucking pre record this shit mm-hmm. or what? You know, pressing play. You know, okay, so, but yeah, top okay, so five clubs. Noir. noir on a Sunday, on a Sunday, bro. on a <laughs> Sunday, bro. It didn't matter. Industry night. This it was, was, industry this, was jam- this is jammed. Like it held maybe eighty people. Okay. With, and then, yeah, and, yeah, then yeah. and then and then you know you call it a you can call it a hundred and ten when it was packed. Yeah. More than legal, and then you could have about twenty five people on the patio outside. Yeah. Yeah. And they had oh. to stay on the patio. Yeah, they had like yeah, this weird little thing. Like, <laughs> but to wait for but it didn't matter because the doors are open, so you could hear and, the jams. And, they, no and then eventually what. they started getting waitresses to come out too. Oh yeah, they had right. that one waitress. So, uh, and and the Go funny on. thing was was like girls would. Okay, so the bar was literally like there's maybe like not even five feet between the ceiling and the no and and the bars, and girls would dance on the bar, crouch down. <laughs> Literally, they're fucking like L-shaped, like dancing like this, <laughs> dancing on the fucking bar. I'm like, huh? What? What is this? But I, I don't care. Okay, go ahead. All right. But um, yeah, noir first. Um, oh man, I don't like these questions. <laughs> I know. I'll put you on the spot. Uh, I gotta say, Republic Fridays because <laughs> banging. That was insane. That was, that, was the, that was yeah, man. That was another another Dynasty. level, of, like the next step in my my shit, right? Like. That was my first big club. That was a big room. Club gig. Yeah, it was a big room. No, and I'm and I remember talking to Down. He's like, they 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 were they compensated the DJs really well. Really once well. once once they found out what was happening on those nights when you got those because de- it would matter. That was when Republic had that bang at night, but it would literally matter who was spinning. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If like, and I'm a lot of times him and Dow Jones would team up, and it was like. Nobody was one of the that party. tag team. Like as much as a Honeycut and Co-op's a great tag team. Oh, no, you no. and Dow are great you and Dow tag are great team. Tag team. Yeah, uh, there's a lot kinetic, of great tag kin- team. Kinetic and Cut Down, Crazy yeah. Tag yeah. Kings, Crazy, crazy Tag Team, yeah. Crazy Tag Team. Yeah. You know who I loved rocking with? Who was At Large always with? Uh, at Large and Kinetic did a, a I know, show together. Yep. Yeah. 
on 101. Yeah, yeah. 101.5, yeah. Yeah, I, listen, I was I love locked that up shit. listening to that shit. That's <laughs> it's fantastic. Me and Steve, you probably heard me and Steve all there, man. Our first <laughs> radio show of all time. Nice. Yeah. No, I was. I, I want to talk about college radio too eventually, but okay, let's get to this top five. Let's get five. these top fives real quick. Uh, so we got Noir, we got fuck, Republic. Man. Um, you know what? It's kind of weird, um, but I kind of like really credit my stint at Alive. Mm. Alive was popping for a bit, man. Because it was my first, like, quote unquote white gig okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't know how to how else to put it right? you say it. yeah like yeah. that was where you had to play acdc bon slash jovi. bon jovi slash ski low slash uh, salt and pepper slash you know it was a social it was a wedding social basically yeah. you got a white people crate i do <laughs> i have to. so do i yeah <laughs> you know and it's called white party <laughs> oh my god I'm not joking. Bon Jovi, all that stuff is in there. Yeah. Brown Eyed Girl, what do you want? Yeah, he, he knows. And I, I kn- <laughs> bro, you're talking to me like I don't, I haven't been to a white party. Do you see who you're talking to here? Oh, man. But we got three. We got, okay, we got, so Repu- we got number one is Noir. We got Republic on what, Fridays? Yeah. And you got your stinted alive. Two more, man. Two more. What the you fuck, got him, man? You got him in there. Uh, where, where did I go? Oh, yeah. I played uh, <laughs> Bar I. I feel like it's come up a couple times in your career where you end up. There. But Bar hey, I, you know, I, Bar I on a Sunday was kind of no, no, like no, I was the noir. No, no, after. my my first gig, like the first the first official part. my gig was. So I'm gonna put noir Bar I second, okay. alive third because it it built my shit like yeah. my knowledge. Yeah. So then what do we have last? Two more. Two more. Oh, you had you had three before we put Bar I in there. Republic. Yeah. Republic. Yeah, Republic. Oh, Republic. Republic. So you only yeah. got one more. So you only now. got one more. No order. Don't worry about our order. So all you need is one more. Um, Fill it out. Damn. All right. Um, you know, can I can I do like the the groove theory stuff? Yes. Yeah. I in a heartbeat. Should. I, that's where yeah, I was hoping you're gonna go. Because it's not a club night, but it's no, no, but no. it's your but it's, it's a branded party. Yeah. It's your branded, it's a branded party. party. Groove theory, really, man. Good, good, good fucking parties. Wow. Like and because there was a, there was an, an uh, uh, open niche that wasn't being tapped into, and it was the R and B side of yeah. things. And you know when I teamed up with Ryan and Dex, and you know it's like, fuck, we we can do we can. There's a lot of people that want this shit. Yeah, those were good ratio parties. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, it's true. But it's funny because it's like our, when it low key. This city is an R and B city. It is. Oh, come you know on, I mean? for so, sure, like, man. It always boggled my mind. Like, so when by the time you guys went and did it, I was like, yeah. "Duh! Like, yeah. why hasn't anybody done this yet?" And, and we were like, like selling out pyramid and like, "Holy fuck!" No, they're fuck. they're banging. Yeah, and then we kept going with like Halloween parties and like it was just, mm-hmm. and then opera it transcended into opera. True. Um, you know that was the because f- at first there were little spots, right? And like. That's how you know, it goes. And, and, and that's that's how it goes usually. It was at the academy when we first started it, and then we jumped around a little bit when academy didn't, you know, it, it ran its course, and you know, opera eventually came to be the last real spot for groove theory. Yeah, and that was an amazing fucking run. That was a great one. Yeah, so. that was like the run for you guys for groove theory. It was like, oh, where's groove theory? So, oh, it's at opera. Yeah. And it's popping. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. jumping on a white couch tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Fuck your couch. <laughs> Fuck your couch. I, yeah, I was in there one time when they turned the lights on. I was like, oh. 
<laughs> These it's, coaches are not that white. No, and they're full of holes because of the, 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 the high heels. High stilettos. High heels. Stilettos. Yeah, it was funny when I was there. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. We, got, we got five nights. That's five. There you that's go. Five. I guess I, so. I never, I never got asked that question. You enough. made it. You made it. We always try uh, to like, because we like, if we got a rapper, obviously we're going to be like, oh, your top five MCs, top yeah. five albums, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a fun one. Yeah, that was a good one. No, we yeah. Like, we that, like to, we like to switch it up. I've never even thought about it. Um, yeah. oh. We got to get into some, some, we need to play some music. We need to play a little music? We, we got to pick at least records. You got to pick? Oh, do you got something? Well, I mean, do All we right. not? Are we cutting them? I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything prepped, but if you go first, I got something. Oh. Can, I, can I do like a piss break? Yeah, oh we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. can do a pause break. We we can do a pause break. Hold we up, break. hold up. We're just gonna pick the records. I'm gonna pick a record. You're gonna pick a record. Right. He's gonna pick a record. That's how it's I gonna go. I already know what I want. Cool. I know okay, what I want. okay. Oh, we're doing it. Okay, ready? Go. Yeah, go ahead. I'm playing Benny the Butcher's new shit. Okay. And I think I'm gonna do the Joe Pesci joint. Okay. You got it. You want to plug it in? Well, we're doing a pause break. Okay. We'll do so a we're pause gonna break. we'll edit this one a little we'll different for this. our podcast listeners. And then when we come back, you uh, pick yours. Let's get into it. So you're Benny the Butcher. Prove me why they call you Benny the Butcher. I wore hand-me-downs to class, bitches laughed at niggas Now I rock designer like I'm in the fashion business I met a plug when I was broke, not to brag I did it I broke a nine off a half and got in traffic with it This for my day one fans, niggas that been listening Who know these rappers not better or as consistent And when they talk about the streets, it ain't that specific So I'm a tad suspicious, if it's fact or fiction uh, You ain't in the streets weighing slabs of fishes Nigga, you just another rapper trying to hide an image But don't want the scabs and stitches Shit that can with it. And if you ask me this backwards, nigga, uh, I seen too many real niggas fall to let you bitch niggas beat me. But still, I make this shit look easy. Bitches think I'm lit cause they see me. But I was just in a trap with a flip phone stick and a TV. Calls from home saying, why you going through the roof? There's rumors back here saying, well, who going through the who? Been gone for two weeks, but two more funerals. They pulled up dumping out of the two-door Subaru. It's all the same. This what we call a game. When you move and pull you back like a ball and chain. We rap about our real life because it caused us pain. And when you reach certain levels, it causes change. The pain subside, but the scars remain. I'm one of the realest nigga that's broad as day. I'm on my biggie who shot you. Just for my partner still in lockup. Who only called back home to tell us in a box up. They kill Eric Garner just cause his posture. But you get life if you hit a cop up. How could we feel like that's not us? I scan plexion the same nigga, please don't be obnoxious. I play with more keys than a locksmith. It's like I'm good at everything, I got this. Uh. Joe Pesci 38 got a roast clip burning in the ashtray. Burning in the ashtray. You know I'm spending good money, so he love me. Sit he down and meet me halfway. Down and meet me halfway. Uh, Joe Pesci 38. 
My Joe Pesci 38. Joe Pesci 38. This the same gun from Goodfellas. This my Joe Pesci 38. My Joe Pesci 38. Did get into it. I was. I'm saying, get into the whole tape though. There's a whole tape, right? Oh no, it's a whole project. Yeah, yeah, Tana, yeah. Tana Talk Three. There it's a fucking masterpiece. It I haven't is. even taken it in yet, so I'm gonna you have to dive. You are fucking tripping. They haven't made time for it. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm, go. I'm a bit offended. So my pick, little bit of a. You could say it's cheating. You could. You can. You can call it that. But. Straight to cheating. be fair, when when I start making music, I don't listen to a whole lot of music. You know how it is when you're when you're in the when you're creating. It's like you don't start listening. Mm. I stop listening to what's around me. I'm I'm really curious now because there's a huge disclaimer that he's been offering <laughs> up for this pick right now. But I'm just saying, I'm explaining the moment. Like when when you start making music, you stop listening to everything around you. True. So I'm not as up on. True. True. Hence why I'm sleeping on Benny the Butcher, right? Okay. But what I want to pick because it's out now is the new Egg record. And I want to get into uh, a choice <laughs> on that because I finished mixing it and it sounds great. I mean, I'm a little bit biased. My favorite record, though, after listening to all of them several times. It's going to be the best record. It's over. Over is my favorite. Oh. Over is my favorite. For sure. Came a long way, man. I was born for this shit. God knows. Yeah. Weave through valleys in the five-speed Fiat Sunny's on, I'm flossing Hills to honor family But shit, we far from sergeant I took a moment's notice Just to notice the content Thinking if life's a bitch She's all I ever wanted Heaven is far from reach, man But still reaching my target The best is motivation I don't speak when I'm walking I'm taking paces to places I've been lucky to witness no, I'm responsible for all of my current decisions. Now it's my wet bottles popping, tailored suits and Chianti. Only vibes I've been getting lately is people who can't me. Maybe try and just at me, but I'm bad with responses. That's because my life is wholesome. See, my wife be a goddess. So don't ask me no questions. Damn it, I'm living loca and search for the finer things, baby. My story's far from over. My story's far from over. Shit. My story's far from over. Listen. Uh. Teeth chatter, shatter your jaw piece. Came from cold conditions, but island energy owned me. City trying to control me. Imitators are clone me. But fuck everybody, cause ain't nobody can hold me. I'll rep a few have had to sell. That's your soul player. I've cleared my path. You still hiking up that road, player. Do the math. You still the type to cut that whole layer. 
And I'm just cooking up these bold flavors I ain't conversing with no dope money algorithms I prosper solely off my work ethic I know it's business So don't ask me no questions, damn it I'm living loca in search for the finer things, baby My story's far from over That's why uh, this last week was so interesting because he's such a good rapper. Uh, the project's called Smoke and Mirrors. You can find it out on SoundCloud right now. And yeah, check it out. I mean, him and Lado locked in. It's it's that vibe. It's it's sing songy. I a love bit it, more man. Like man, do I love that that collabo was. The, it's the, uh, it was, yo, the it was interview. Vibe, the interview man. was dope to see the energy between them, and then how um, Lado was like. Um, and Egg both were talking about how they not only got along creatively, but yeah. on like a human level, how it was like they were relating to situations. Mm-hmm. I, and, and what Egg said it on the podcast, the conversation with the opposite sex and not necessarily your girl, but just everything, right? Yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. with dealing with. It, it touches on different scenarios. And even like in terms of the songs, it's like there's a song on there that we made during the Alverstone sessions when Lado sent us a beat and we're like, this is hard. And me and, Lado, uh, me and Egg rearranged the beat yeah the new arrangement i was like yo this is how it goes and then we made it and we tracked it but it just like at the time we were like oh it's not really for this two years later it's a conversation with the opposite sex so it kind of works uh-huh. out in perfectly so yeah th- it's about five tracks long uh you can find it on soundcloud that's where i've been spending my time not listening to new music making new music <laughs> so there you go slight flex mm-hmm. weird D-Lo. flex but Pick a record, bro. Oh man, you know what it is. Do I gotta pick something new though? No, no. It can be but it's old. gotta be. But I it's gotta be five plus years old. Oh, it's way more than. Oh, okay. Plus. Perfect. Perfect. I just got. Uh, this one always gets my neck snapping, man. Like, besides, because my fi- my all time favorite is Busta. Put your hands where my eyes can see. I can't. I can't not not like it. That's the one. No. Oh. But uh. I. I just. But this vibe that I'm feeling today tonight, I just need to hear. Um. Uh, represent by Nas. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's I, just, I didn't expect that coming when you were like, yo, man, I wasn't really fucking with that New York shit at first. I know. Yo, man, once I once I crossed over to that New York vibe, I was like, it's over. Man, I mean, I'm, I'm about it. I'm all about it. Yeah, Nas represent was my shit. Got it? You got it? Yeah. Yo, what up, Don? What up, Don? Take their face off, the streets is filled with under. 
the covers, homicide chasing brothers. The D's on the roof trying to watch us and knock us and kill a coppers. Even come through in helicopters. I drink a little vodka, spark a L and hold a Glock for the fronters. Wanna be ill niggas and spot runners. Thinking it can't happen till I trap them and clap them and leave them done. Won't even run about guards. I don't believe in none of that shit. Your facts are backwards. Nas is a rebel of the street corner. Pulling the tech out the dresser. Police got me under pressure. pressure. Lakey the Kid actually uh, put out an album when he got out of prison. No shit. No yep. shit. I think Cormega helped. Rest him in peace to Big uh, Ill Will, man. Yeah. He, Nas really kept Ill Will alive. I I knew that name always. Nas's uh, documentary was so dope when his brother and this wasn't dope, but the the scene of his brother when his brother was talking about uh, 
be in there for that shooting because I think yep. he got shot at the same time or whatever. Mm. Something happened. Yeah. And he was like, that shit made me a shooter. Mm. And then he's like, yo, give me a cigarette, yo. <laughs> and like the same like <laughs> breath. Yeah. I was just like, damn. Everyday yeah. life shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like not no sweat. But yo, Nas represent. Why? Why Nas represent today? Uh, dude, man, I don't know. That album is the only album that I can like really. I I, I just jump into it, man. Like I, out of all albums, I don't know. This is just something about the thing front to back. He's my favorite. He's my favorite of out of everybody, you know. And I'm I was fortunate to open up for that that guy. Yo, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, was I was, I was also there. I was tripping, man. I was like, I never got to meet him, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But apparently, well, he 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 ain't been the same since he got his chip tooth fixed. You know, <laughs> 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 true. But I, I don't know. Apparently, he he shouted me out during before he started. No doubt. I I didn't hear it. People were telling me. No. I was like, oh, okay. I hope I hope, I hope that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he signed my records, uh, and like, yo, man, he was. He, yeah, Nas to me is the 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 top. That's know? why uh, I say that Egg is like the one I played Nas. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm just, just saying, I, bro. I think yeah, like I, I agree. I mean, I he's feel never like, done something that I didn't like. Yeah, and he's telling stories of he's telling Winnipeg stories the same way Nas was telling like Queen yeah. stories. Yeah, you know what I mean New York stories. He's telling he's telling a story from here. Yeah, which means yeah. a lot to the folks from here. Yeah, you know it mean? does like, totally, man. Yeah, you know I mean so. Yeah, shout to that. Also, shout to DJ Green Lantern who DJed that set. I got oh. to have a, I got to interview him on the radio. You did, yo. It was one of the best. I got so nerdy with DJ Green Lantern. I was like, yo, how did you like you? Because he used to do this shit where we would like cut up different syllables, like you would cut up words yeah. to make new things, right? I was like, yeah. how did you even? How did you even think like that? And he's like, yo, every time I watch a movie, like I always write shit down i pause it write the time down he's like i would kept a journal oh wow with everything with like timestamps of, of people talking this that and third yeah and then i would go back to that when i'm making a record and just be like oh yeah i remember that he said this and this thing and he would just stitch it all together and i was just like blew my mind i was like you the know? level of organization and, and dedication to do it like, yeah you, you, and he's you, like you, yo i just pissed my girl off be able to be yeah, like dude. pause the movie and be like write shit down like you know but yo, yeah, real dude, man. Shout out to Green Lantern, man. Yeah, real definitely. Dude. Oh, that was a beer burp. Yeah, Sorry, burp. guys. It was a beer burp. Now you know. If you didn't, I, been, if you didn't know, know, now you know. Exactly. Yo, um, I want to thank you for stopping in. Yeah, uh, no, I gotta thank you guys, man. You, I've just, you know, you and I, uh, pretty much my entire, uh, time in Winnipeg hip hop, um. Whether I was contributing to or not, I was going to your parties or, yeah. or, or you know what I mean? You were there. I was there. You were. Um, but I just think that, you know, um, a lot of the DJs, we, and, you know, we did Honeycut, now we got you. Um, it's cool to to see things from the other side of things of how, of how your your take on hip hop went, and that went to, to running the parties and, and yeah. being a DJ and, and, and what uh, inspired you. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for keeping it real with us and shout yeah. out to people you did. Yeah. And uh, and overall, just being like a cool dude in Winnipeg too. There was a lot of dudes in Winnipeg that you know, whatever. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> but stuff. but you know what I mean like. But you've always been a stand up motherfucker. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You've always been like I'd be like Yo DJ, I need to get in. And you're like Yo, it's packed. I'm like Come on, bro. Let's get in. <laughs> but the and thing is, like, all right, all right, all right. the thing that the thing though is because Winnipeg is so small, and where it used to be. I mean, it's growing now. But I mean, yeah, like. Yeah. 
you had there was no room for any of that bullshit really you just had I, that's the, how i looked at it man i, I kind of like embraced everybody and be like hey you know let's 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 just Im- love this music together yo and let's be happy about it yo yeah absolutely and I, and I also i'm really glad and and very cool to see that you one of the intros you got to the game was through uh DJ Fresh. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace. You know what I mean? Like, I'll what? always be eternally grateful to him, man. Like, yo, he took a chance on me. He listened to me and like he 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 schooled me to the game, man. Which is amazing to hear. And, and it's always oh, dope to hear cats, you know what I mean? Pay homage. And I think there's a strong aspect of that in hip hop of like, you know, you res- respect the cats that came before you and you understand well, what they've added to the I game, think it's right? diminishing. It's di- it's that's dimi- yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's why I think it's important for us to do this and have yeah. those moments. And, like, and and the reason why I wanted to do this is because of your DJ Bunny interview. Yeah. That's I, out of everybody. Uh, he's the one I kind of, you know, put up on that pedestal because he did it first for or, or one of the first. Absolutely. For the city. A lot of firsts, you know, st- and a lot of people's stories even. Yeah. Start with DJ Bunny. That's why it was important for us to. Yeah, I'm just, so glad you guys did him it. and start there and just like lay it down and be yeah. like, yo, this. If you don't know who DJ Bunny is, now you know. Mm-hmm. Now you know podcast. Where do we find you online? Uh, Where do yo, we find you these uh, days? I'm, I'm Instagram famous. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I yo, mean, well, like, hold up. You're on. You're on the radio. Wait, wait. We kind of breeze. Over. You're on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Seven promo that. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm on I'm on um, Energy 106 uh, evenings, 7 to 11. Mm. And then uh, I got the Thursday mix show, uh, 5 o'clock Energy Mix on Thursdays. I listen Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two days I tune in, my guy. Jamil. <laughs> he's, an, he's an animal, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, he showed up to the scratcher they had at uh, the gallery. Yeah. And cut down was like, yeah. Because he kind of knew it, but he's like, who the fuck like really <laughs> yeah jamil is a monster too man so uh yeah and then i'm on the, there on the weekends too noon to six um so and then at what dj dilo uh on instagram yeah yeah no not dillo no no not dillo <laughs> spell it right spell it right d-l-o and sometimes i, I even i remember one spelt spelt it with a h for some reason i don't <laughs> fucking know where that came from hello <laughs> What? <laughs> uh Instagram at the DJ Dilo T H E D J D L O. That's where you find them. Um Snapchat, same thing. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, well, man. Thank you for popping by. You can catch us anywhere you find podcasts. It's now you know podcasts. Also catch us on uh SoundCloud. That's where we put everything to start. Um at T O N Y four Q R. I'm at Charlie Feta F E T T A H. And we out. We out. Peace.